all want a God that is real, that cares about us, that comes through for us. When that reality doesn't meet the expectation that we have, we make the mistake of calling it faith by trusting in Him. That is not faith. The reality is that God is with us. But sometimes we do things ritually without God ever in the picture. And that comes back to bite us. If you go to Isaiah chapter 5, turn your Bible say. Isaiah 5, verse 12 to 13. As I was preparing this talk, this message from the Lord, the Lord made me go to the scripture which he had given me long, long time ago and speak to you about this. It says, the harp and the strings the tambourine and the flute and wine are in their feasts but they do not regard the work of the Lord nor consider the operation of his hands therefore my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. Go to 2 Timothy 3, 7. It says, Always learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Daniel says, There is an increase of knowledge in the last days. Here it says, people, Paul is warning Timothy, his spiritual son, that they are always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. In Isaiah 5, it says, there is music, but they do not regard the work of the Lord. They do not know what the Lord is doing in the land. They go through their praise and worship, I don't know who they're praising, what they're worshipping. They do not consider the operation of his sense. And because of that, they've gone into captivity. They've gone into bondage. And they have no knowledge because they're not listening, listening to the Lord. They're not seeking the Lord when they worship. When you worship, You're supposed to download the plans that God has for you. Whether you personal worship or your corporate worship. Do you know what the Lord has planned? Has he planned a new business for you? How you know? The only way that you seem to know is going by the world. Ah, 
this market is up, therefore I will go into that market. No. Long time ago, one of my pastors, he was a planter. And while rubber was strong, I'm talking early 90s, like this the Lord told him to cull all the trees, to kill all the trees and sell them. And he was wondering why. Because the rubber is strong. The market is big. So from one plantation, he killed all the trees. And he sold them and he got a good price. And the Lord told him to plant coffee instead. Remember, he had several plantations. And the year that coffee produced fruit I think it was a couple of years I don't know when that year the rubber prices fell if you remember in the 90s there was actually a fall everybody went berserk basically berserk is a demon except he made profit that year why? because the Lord told him the plans he had for her. When you say no to those plans and you say yes to your own agenda, then you're on your own and you can't say the Lord is with you. Yes, the Lord will rescue you from where you are. But my question to you is, does more Bible and theological knowledge increased Bible reading increased church attendance even witnessing mean that we are growing spiritually no all this can be done without the Holy Spirit a spiritual growth then a religious feeling that you saw something beyond natural no even that can be faked I spoke about this last week and the week before don't get me wrong all these may be evidences of growth but these are external actions that can be done without the Holy Spirit without fear of God and without faith in Jesus Christ in Daniel 12 4 says knowledge shall increase are you filling your head with knowledge that Google gives or some debates and some arguments or do you have faith how do we know if you're really growing in the Holy Spirit by faith that is important go to Luke 18 verse 8 it says when the son of man this is Jesus speaking when the son of man returns will he really find faith on the earth 
will your head be full of knowledge or will you have faith to know that this is Christ your knowledge may tell you something else but faith and that depends on whether you are filled with the holy spirit or not the bible says so go to acts 18:24-26 verse 24 says now a certain jew jew means what he already had a relationship with god he was one among the chosen people yes now a certain jew named apollos born in alexandria an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures came to ephesus so what scriptures is it talking about the old testament because the new testament has not been written unless he's prophesying yeah but it says he's mighty that means he knew his word thoroughly and he was, not only did he know he was articulate and eloquent he was able to speak it out yes this man had been instructed in the way of the lord yes paul had been instructed in the way of the lord also yes and being fervent in spirit is he as capitalized or small that means his spirit small means his spirit yes not in the holy spirit in his spirit that means he was f- fervent he wanted to do this yes nobody was forcing him and being fervent in his spirit he spoke and taught accurately the things of the lord he didn't teach false doctrines but he taught accurately yes though he knew only the baptism of john so he began to speak boldly in the synagogue that means what debate in the synagogue also if you read it in context you'll understand and when aquila and priscilla heard him they took him aside and explained to him the way of god more accurately all this he did without the holy spirit and they explained to him the way of god more accurately or precisely when i was growing up i used to read this cartoon called tintin in in that list of characters there were the thompson twins yes and one was famous for quoting the word precisely whatever he says to be precise he will say something else so more accurately remember apollos was fervent in the spirit small s he spoke and taught accurately the things of the lord but apollos knew only the baptism of john to continue reading could acts 19:1-6 and it happened when apollos was in corinth and paul having passed through the upper regions came to ephesus now both apollos 
is in Ephesus and Paul is in Ephesus. Yes? And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is Holy Spirit. In other words, what are you talking about? What do you mean Holy Spirit? What is that? These are people who are disciples who knew the whole testament. Do you understand? And verse three, and and he said to them, Into what were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism, same baptism that Apollos was baptized in, yes? Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. Listen, we need to repent. But it doesn't matter what we do. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. So that is different from John's baptism. Christ died fulfilling all the obligations of the law, reconciling us to God, and then giving us grace. So that when we fall, it's not a license to fall, but so that we get get up, yes? And that we are in tune with God. He gave us the helper. Who is the helper? The Holy Spirit. That is why the Holy Spirit is important. That is why the baptism of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is important. Do you understand? Yes? It says, verse 4 then Paul said John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him that is on Jesus on Christ Jesus when they heard this they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus that means they knew the true God was but they had to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus to receive whom? The Holy Spirit. And it says, And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Their relationship with God, that means, when you speak in tongues, whom do you speak to? Your neighbor or to God? To God, Yes. And when you prophesy, you hear from God and you speak to your neighbor. Yes? Is that clear? Yes? The relationship with God started after the Holy Spirit came upon them. Till then, they were disciples, all right, who knew about the true God, all right. That's all they knew. They didn't have a relationship with God. In the Old Testament, there's a prophet that prophesied against the altar. God had to give him all the directions in advance. 
Imagine if your GPS did that. You're going to some strange city and GPS gives you all the directions in advance and then turns off. This prophet managed to follow all the directions God has said, but on the way back, he didn't follow or obey the Lord. And because of that, he was killed. You can read all about that later, yeah? He didn't have a relationship with God. And because of that, God had to give him all the instructions. If your GPS did that, you'll end up in Sri Lanka. Do you understand? Baptism in the name of the Lord. Jesus was a baptism in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. From the, so that translated them from the knowledge of the true God to the new covenant. That is important. We are in the new covenant, are we not? That new covenant is the baptism of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And because we don't have the Holy Spirit, we suffer. We don't have knowledge of the true God and the plans that He has for us. Whether it be in our business, to understand. In the Old Testament, it's okay to consult 16, 17, 18, 19 people. But in the New Testament, yes, if you consult 16, 18, it's good. But if the Lord tells you, go this way, then obey the Lord. Do you understand? They receive the promise of the Spirit. The disciples received the promise of the Spirit through faith in Jesus Christ when the Apostle Paul laid hands on them. Without the Holy Spirit, you can do nothing. And the Holy Spirit is given to those who obey Christ Jesus. Otherwise, you'll have strange spirit masquerading as the Holy Spirit. And when people tell me, oh, they heard from God and they do this and they do that, it's very easy. You'll know what the fruit of their action is, whether it's from God or not. So, the Holy Spirit by faith in Christ is the key to spiritual growth. If you don't have that growth, then you're still a baby. You may be filling your head with knowledge, but spiritually you're still a baby. Do you understand that? So you need the Holy Spirit. As I was saying before, we need a God who's there with us. We need what we're doing to be real. Not just in a book. 
and we can't say it is faith when it's in the book and it's not there in our life faith is when god tells you something and you do it by faith do 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 you understand yeah i'm not judging you i'm just trying to make you understand why sometimes things go wrong in our lives the reality exists only because of the promise of the spirit through faith in Christ Jesus as i explained before do you understand that is why the holy spirit is important in our lives daily hourly second by second do you understand even leading of the worship and this on all these things i check with the lord what should i do next these are the things i have planned but is there anything better if there was and the lord tells me i would do that same thing with the talk sometimes he will add points that i haven't thought of but he didn't give to me in advance so i would write it down he just wants me to talk about that like i'm doing now yes so we must understand how this holy spirit works because some people think is beyond them it's too spooky too supernatural because they don't understand the move of the lord in our lives it's not because we are something it's because of who god is in our natural human life our natural human life manifests itself in thoughts feeling and actions meaning if you're feeling hungry what is the action that you take you are at your wife huh? are eating oh, okay. do you understand the thoughts actions follow our feelings yes our thoughts then feelings and actions yeah? same way in our spiritual life the our spiritual life is evident in thoughts feelings and actions and that they are according to the pattern of god's life as we renew our mind there are thoughts patterns and actions yes do you understand feelings and actions but they are in alignment with god and not with the world or how we feel so you see the difference yes instead of confused thoughts feelings and desires that are corrupted by the patterns of this world and complicated by the burden of guilt and depression we think and manifest christ thoughts which are clear and good for us and feel his emotions and live our life as it was designed to be lived by our creator 
In other words, we walk with him. Do you want to this is why you have to renew your mind. Now, do you have that ability to do that? No. You need something from God. That is a divine power. That power is the Holy Spirit. Let's go to 2 Peter 1:3 to 4. Has his divine power has given to us all things. Say all things. All things means what? All things. Yes. It doesn't say some things. It says all things. What gives us all things? His divine power. Yes. All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him not simple knowledge of google or that google gives us the through the knowledge of him who called us what worthy of you calling yeah to understand according to ephesians 4 1 yes to understand who called us by glory and virtue by which you have been by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature yes having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust yes so there is the divine nature and there is the corruption that the world offers through lust and this divine nature has given to us all things so when we say oh give me this give me that to god is that right he has given us all things it's all ours do you understand suppose i am crying to my wife saying give me a shirt to wear i'm not wearing a shirt am i wearing a shirt yes i am wearing a shirt yes this is a shirt yes like this we cry to god and god says no you already have it but how do you know you have it through the divine power in you god in you you're the temple of god yes you're the temple of the holy spirit yes we are partakers of christ yeah says partakers of the divine nature go to hebrews 3:14 says for we have become partakers of christ if we hold on hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end we are partakers of christ and there's a qualifier if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end hold on to no matter what to Christ that requires faith am i clear yes according to scripture christ has made it possible for us to become partakers of the divine nature that divine power is the holy spirit the lord is the spirit this talk is called the spirit lord 
I know a lot of people will misunderstand this. But the Lord is a spirit. Scripture says so. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 3:17 to 18. It says now the Lord is a spirit, yes? And where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as the, just as by the spirit of the lord so we are being transformed yes by whom the father son and the or the holy spirit the spirit of the lord it says so in the scripture the lord is the spirit yes and where the spirit of the lord is there is what liberty freedom remember i spoke to you about this earlier let's go to galatians 5:1 now do you understand why i say the bible is not spooky there's a method to what god says that is possible for us to do it's not like jesus went to one of the cliffs in uti or kadekanal and jumped off and said follow me he didn't call us to commit suicide yes or to understand yes if you jump off a cliff you'll fall down yes So there is a method to this yes do, do you understand and that method can only be yours if you are filled daily with what with whom the holy spirit and if you're filled today you will be you need to be filled tomorrow sometimes you may be fill, be able to, you will need to be filled in the afternoon because you be leak so we are constantly filled with the holy spirit am i clear it says stand fast therefore in the liberty by which christ has made us free and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage do you find the word liberty yes where the spirit of the lord is there is what liberty stand fast in it don't be condemned because of who you are yes we knew we all know that you are a rascal but you have been the rascal is that right ranger yes i can't see whether you're smiling or not this is the problem with the mask yeah? do, do you understand we all have been the rascals while we were sinners christ died for us yes so freedom liberty Holy Spirit the Lord is a spirit keep that in mind the Lord is a spirit yes you are the temple of the Holy Spirit yes remember there may be harps and strings and wine in our feast but if we do not regard the work of the Lord no consider the operation of his hands then no real knowledge will lead 
God's people into captivity. That is why I tell you to evangelize. That is the work that the Lord has for us. That is the operation of his hands. How do we do that? If I tell you everything and make a manual on how to evangelize, then where is your relationship with God? Do you do understand? If you witness from the leading of the Lord, from the Holy Spirit, then it will go well. You don't need a manual. You don't have to wait till you're perfect because believe me, we will never be perfect. Do you understand? We start with what we have. The Lord asked Moses, what do you have in your hand? And God was able to use that to part the Red Sea. That rod. Yes? Go to Galatians 3.14. says that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. This promise is God's ultimate plan for the Gentiles. Because God knows you, especially all of you, are hopeless. But with the Holy Spirit in you, who leads you to Christ, you can do all things. Amen? Jesus turned water into wine. You can do that also. Not because of who you are, but because of Christ. Just because the Holy Spirit is in you. Is that clear? Go to John 7, 38-39. Jesus is speaking here. He said, He who believes in me, the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So Jesus is saying, that you will have living water, future tense, after he gets glorified. So you're complete only if you have in the new covenant the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit to understand and the living water which flows through you and from you. My cup overflows. Do you understand? The Holy Spirit helps us live a life that increasingly reflects the image of God. That we are created to embody as human beings even before the fall. Do you understand? Go to Zechariah 4, 6. So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Yes, by my spirit, by my Holy Spirit. God, through His spirit, is continually working to form us into Christ-likeness. Not by His power, 
not by his might it might seem impossible for especially for someone else when they look at you without the holy spirit you cannot be christ like do you understand go to john 16:13 however when he the spirit of truth has come he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will tell you the things to come that means the holy spirit is not going to speak something of himself he's going to reveal christ to you and christ is reconcile you to god the father and they're all one god so they're unified and they'll speak only one thing yes but you like an embryo in a child has to grow into this new life as we walk with god planted by god my clear yes so we walk with him by faith yes and he plants us that is his body his church some people don't belong to a church but how can you be the part of his body if we don't belong to that body which is the church it doesn't make sense to me to understand you say you belong to Christ but you don't belong to his body then what are you apart from him if you're apart from him you're dead he plants us that is his body his church yeah only then we grow spiritually we can grow in knowledge without jesus christ yes even the things of god even spiritual knowledge but a relationship with them we can only have if we are planted in the church and we walk by faith only then we'll go spiritually otherwise we may end up just storing knowledge am i clear yes we are in the process of becoming like god in life and godliness imbibing a divine quality of life that exhibits a moral walk that means you are holy just like the god who created you is holy we are becoming like that yes all of this does not mean that you growing spiritually is becoming like god as a divine being you're not changing from who you are to becoming a divine being no do you understand god will be god and man will be man yes do you understand just because you are like god in life and godliness does not mean you are going to be god but like some people believe when you die you become an angel no 
do you understand angel is a separate being god is a separate being what is this new spiritual life looks like is shown by the human earthly life of christ as opposed to the corruption of the flesh of the or the decay of the world meaning when christ was human he was tempted like you and me but he was not corrupted by the way by the world yeah while jesus was on earth he was just like you and me but he was not corrupted by the world yes how did he manage that by the power of the holy spirit it is also seen in the lives of many men and women of god it's a law of the spirit that they follow that sets us free and the bible is very simple about this bible calls a law of the spirit when you follow that when you follow something you wear you bear fruit of that yes so real spiritual growth is bearing fruit and real spiritual growth is internal do you remember many years ago almost a decade ago i gave a talk on spiritual battle warfare how it was internal not external external the lord guides you but if you're not prepared internally you will get destroyed it doesn't matter how powerful your gun is if you do not know how to shoot it to understand so the real spiritual growth is internal when we think christ's thoughts feel his emotions and live our life as it was designed by our creator the bible describes this life as the fruit of the spirit remember god himself is a spirit of life of whom we bear fruit as we conform to his image of his son go to romans 8:29 for whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren yes so you are to be conformed to the image of his son who conforms you huh the holy spirit as you submit to him yes and as you submit to him you bear fruit of the holy spirit what is that fruit go to galatians 5:22 says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such there is no law so the fruit is rightly termed do you understand for they are the produce or the product of the life giver do you understand yes rather than human nature we don't manufacture this fruit god gives it to us freely the understanding of this spirit produced life is enhanced when we consider its opposite described as the deeds of the flesh the things that are manufactured by us the things that are dysfunctional 
the dysfunctional outcome of living apart from a walk with God. When you don't live the life that God has for you, what is that fruit of the flesh? Go to Galatians 5:19-21. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. of which i tell you beforehand just as i told you in the time past those that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of god yes as christians we are totally free from these old works of the flesh remember paul said in romans 7 these things i don't want to do i do the things i don't want to do I do and the things I ought to do I don't do but who will save me from this wretched man that I am who Christ Jesus that ends Romans 7 and Romans 8:1 says what now therefore there is no condemnation do you understand that is the new covenant see at the core of our being our heart the life of god through his holy spirit is implanted and designed to grow the fruit of the spirit meaning the holy spirit is in us and we are designed in such a way to bear fruit of what is in us is it the world or is it the holy spirit it's not very difficult you just have to sharpen your axe daily if you don't have time for that you who's to blame do you understand it is sometimes wrongly said now listen carefully because many people fall into this category and this error It is sometimes wrongly said that God wants us to be holy and not happy. Suggesting that God is not really interested in our happiness. That while happiness may come at times as a side benefit, God's real goal for us is obedience to his commandments. to be sure god desires that we walk in obedience with him no doubt about that yes but does that exclude joy also as his goal no because included in the fruit of the spirit is joy in the fruit life is not only love and peace but joy in galatians 5:22 it says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy and peace yes now in the old testament i gave you the scripture before ecclesiastes 5:20 for he will not dwell unduly 
all the days of his life because god keeps him busy with the joy of his heart yes do you understand the joy that this speaks of all is a is that spiritual gladness which our acceptance with god and the change in our heart that we see produces when we know we are right with god it produces a joy when we see the change in our heart it produces joy for example when i see that earlier i would have lost my temper but now i'm not angry in fact i'm not even bothered that produces joy that's the work of the lord in me do you understand yes it is opposed to dullness gloom indifference and all the distractions and the remorse which are formed by the works of the flesh the works of the flesh sin might make you happy immediately but it'll cause problems later do you understand you must have joy What does Nehemiah 8:10 say? Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yes? Do you understand? In fact, joy is more noticeable in Christianity than any other religion. Because he is the author of joy, not joy ice cream. Yes? Real joy. Do you understand? In the Bible there's more than any other literature writings on how to be joyful. Do you understand? Follow God's principle. So there is no disconnection between holiness and an abundant joyful life. Do you do you understand? If you are unholy that means you are not set apart for the Lord. Am I, am I making sense? Yes. So remember 2 or 3 weeks ago I said there is no life worthy to be called life entirely separate from joy and gladness. Life is worthy only when you have Christ in you. And that should bring joy and gladness. Do you understand? So, increased faithfulness in Christian practices like Bible reading, church attendance, even witnessing good behavior, loving actions, or more religious feelings in worship or spiritual experience does not mean you're growing spiritually. While these are things that can be considered as evidences of growth these are really by themselves not to understand because these are external actions and can can be done without the holy spirit yes real spiritual growth is evident when we think christ thoughts feel his emotions and live our life as it was designed by our creator it's inside 
not what we show outside because we may show it so many things outside but what is really inside will come out do you understand what is in your heart the lord knows is it clear yes so the holy spirit helps us live that life a life that increasingly reflects the image of god that we were created to embody as human beings without that we cannot find any satisfaction if mick jagger knew that he would not have written that song i can't get no satisfaction most of you were not even born at that time yeah never mind do you know who mick jagger is no no okay he is the lead singer of a band called the rolling stones they were big before you were born yes anyway so there are many instructions in the bible that commands our life to align with god in the old testament it's all efforts and if you are in the new testament and you're doing it by your efforts you will fail why because the lord is a spirit hallelujah and you are the temple of the holy spirit and you produce fruit as you sharpen your axe am i clear yes it's a natural thing it's not something extraordinary what you're full of you it'll come out if you squeeze a sponge what's in the sponge will come out sometimes you are going through hard stuff in your life because you think you're all good but the lord is squeezing you to show you what comes out do you understand and what comes out may not be good do you understand yes like for example if a hammer drops in your toe what do you scream i don't tell me yeah some profanity or say bless god you know andrew womack he says that you can drink all the coffee you want because the bible says you can drink poison and still live he hasn't touched a drop of coffee in his life what am i trying to say let your faith lead you to that do you understand before if you remember i used to have a flask 2 liter flask full of tea then the lord asked me why do you need 2 liters of tea to preach my gospel 
really? I said, I like it. <laughs> I said, that's different. But do you understand? When you are witnessing to God's strength in you, why do you need the strength of the tea or of coffee? Remember, David strengthened himself in by drinking coffee, yes? No. In the Lord, yes? To in in 1 Samuel 6 what 36 yeah 1 Samuel 36 yeah i went through the scripture last do, do you understand the lord takes you from strength to strength right now i have a flask but it's not full of tea or coffee do you understand earlier if anu had given me this i would have thrown it back because i wanted tea but the lord's work in me and because he is almighty i don't have to have tea and those who are with me will understand these jokes <laughs> to to understand yes now all of this does not mean that growing spiritually is becoming a divine being you're not going to be a divine being you're going to be like god but you are always going to be human yes is that clear yes because some people actually believe that you're going to change this transformation means what you'll change but you're already a new creature when you believe in Christ Jesus yeah read 2 Corinthians chapter 5 yeah if you want to know more about that included in the spirit's fruit life is not only love and peace but joy god wants you to be joyful this joy is a spring of energy and praise comes out of a joyful heart and when your heart is glad guess what comes out a song comes out do you understand yes that is what is meant by what jesus said in john 10 10 what does it say the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy i have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly so joy is part of that love is part of that peace is part of that all of this can only be had with the holy spirit in you it is only when we live with christ that life becomes really worthy of living when we are filled with the holy spirit we begin to live our life in fact we begin to live at all in the real sense of the word do you understand because sometimes the holy spirit will warn us don't go here that is supernatural you plugged on to something external from god so you grow in the spirit only if you're filled with the holy spirit and this is not an impossible task in fact it's possible for you and me wherever we are 
to understand how much more will the father give us the holy spirit if we just ask him if somebody's at the door and says he's hungry you're not going to give him a stone or this plastic chair okay eat this chair your hunger will go no if we can do that how much more will the lord give us the holy spirit so then why don't we ask sometimes we don't want to obey his commandments the holy spirit is given to those who obey jesus acts 532 do you understand but whatever it is he perfects that which concerns us there is no condemnation do do you understand so at our core at the core of our being that is our heart the life of god through the holy spirit through his holy spirit is implanted and designed to grow the fruit of the spirit do you understand the holy spirit is in us will eventually produce the fruit we are designed that way remember i said we believe first and what we believe then we will produce a fruit remember if you have a palace mentality you will always go to the palace if you have a pigsty mentality you will always go to the pigsty or the mud to understand where does your mind lead you that is why you must renew your mind in the word of god sharpen your ax just like you brush your teeth you have to do this daily because we are licking vessels is that clear we are responsible for these things in submitting ourselves to god god cannot sharpen our axe for us is that clear yes we have to submit to god then let the lord guide you he's real and he's not difficult to find like some people are still looking for the what is that life of eternal growth or well of eternal life or whatever do you understand if you drink of that well you have eternal life why do you want to live like this forever there's an eternal life full of hope full of joy in the lord amen amen let's pray We do not want to end this message of hope and love without letting you know that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead you will be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved.